It's a Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, season three, episode five. Let's get emo. right good morning good afternoon happy plan time happy commute time maybe maybe you listen maybe you listen to us i've i've heard this from from a listener before that they like to listen to us as they're laying down going to bed which i don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing because we (laughs) we either put them to sleep or the dulcet tones of our punk rock voices help them lull them to sleep (laughs) (laughs) but uh but i am mike earnshaw principal extraordinaire uh out of Lansing, Illinois. <laughs> this is Josh Buckley, a Title I specialist from Mesa, Arizona. And we are here to share the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast with y'all. We're, we're, we're glad you're with us uh, in the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast. We're on the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast. We talk about bringing that passion, that unity, that DIY, growing up in the punk scene, the things that sort of helped create us as people that helped us be the educators we are. We want to we want to share that with you. We want to share that perspective with you because you know what? Uh, we think that if we can create, you know, that punk rock classroom, that punk rock school, we can build the best classrooms possible for kids. And it doesn't matter. You didn't have to spend your high school evenings in a in a rundown diner with a couple bucks you had drinking cheap coffee, ordering cheese sticks and French fries for your dinner. We can all be punks here at the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast. That's right. That's right. There's there's <laughs> always room in the crew for everybody. So uh, on the episode today, I feel like there's a theme that's been spreading throughout our episodes, Mike, and we're just going to keep this ball rolling. And today, definitely today, we're getting emo. We're getting a little emo. Yeah. So cue the sunny day real estate, cue the promise ring playing in the background, a little American football <laughs> going on. Uh, we, we're going to get a little emo today and we're, we're going to talk about um, as educators, as whether you're a school leader or you're a classroom teacher or you're a custodian or, or wherever you're at in the building to talk about the idea of emotional intelligence and creating yeah. psychological safety in your classroom on your campus, that idea. So, so let's get a little emo when we talk about um, emotional safety. So if, if first folks, if, if you don't know what emo is, it was this, this movement post hardcore where everybody just started to share their feelings a little more and music, music became more dynamic. Music became more like, instead of singing about the scene, you sang about how you were feeling and, and what was going on. And, but I digress. We're going to talk today about the idea of, of, um, emotional intelligence and, and why that's an important thing as a classroom teacher, why it's an important thing as a, you know, as a school leader. So when we talk about emotional intelligence, there are like four big areas, right? So self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationship management, right? So how do you, how do you, how are you aware of your own feelings and how do you manage your own emotions? And how are you aware of the people around you and how do you manage relationships with people, right? That's, that's what we talk about emotional intelligence. Um, so Mike, as a school leader, right, as a school leader, why do you think it's important for you to understand your own emotions and then be able to understand and interact with the emotions of your staff? What does that help you do as a leader? Well, first off, I mean, I feel I've referenced Todd Whitaker on here before, you know, and he's when the principal sneezes, the entire school catches a cold. Right. And 
we, a school leader is going to set the tone. So I've worked with administrators when I was a teacher or an assistant principal who, who were not good at self-regulating their emotions. And if they were upset, I mean, everyone knew that they were upset or, and, and it was one of those things where it's like, you wanted to stay away because you didn't know what direction this could go. Um, and that doesn't create not even the culture, just like the climate in a building, right? Like yeah. you, it's almost like when you have, when you have a school leader who it's like being on pins and needles with, and you never know what you're going to get, or, you know, you see them coming down the hall and you could tell like, Oh crap. He is pissed off right now. <laughs> I'm going to my room and shutting my door. I pray yeah. he doesn't come. It, it, it's not a conducive environment. Like teachers are not going to, they're, they're in turn going to be tense on edge. And then who does that affect? That affects the kids. Right. 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 So being able to know kind of what can set me off, what, you know, what, what's going to put me in a certain state, whether it's, you know, a positive state, we'll, we'll go with the zones of regulation or you know, the green zone, or am I going to be put in the yellow zone or the red zone? Even, you know, I need to know those types of things. And for me, it's still, and I'm by means, no expert, right? Yeah. No expert at all. And last year was very tough. I think and that's the tagline for the Punk Rock Classrooms <laughs> podcast. By no means are I mean, we experts. Right. <laughs> and, and especially last year with the school year, we had like, I was not good at regulating my, my emotions. And there was this huge climate shift, which then affects the culture of our staff which then affects like the, the instruction in the learning environment the kids get. Um, and it was all because of me. Like people would right. tell me like I, I became unapproachable. I felt like they, they felt like um, I would come off attacking um, things like that. So I've been working really hard, especially this year to know, you know, when I get put or if I'm going to enter a situation like, oh, so-and-so, you have to have this meeting with so-and-so. Maybe it's a parent and a staff. Kind of knowing, like, here's the situation. Right. Here's my strengths. Here's what I'm not good at. Do I need to ask my sister principal for support to be there with me for this? And then kind of knowing, like, all right, having a plan, like, what am I going to do when I exit this meeting? If it goes in the direction I think it's going to go in, um, before I just jump in to the halls and the classrooms with the kids. Because... I've done that before where I'm like, oh, I just go out into the hall or go into a classroom, but it's not. It's still lingering it, in the background, right? You're still feeling it, the bat, the, the, the yeah. residual effects of that. Yeah. And then that, and that, that seeps into whoever I'm around and with. So it's kind of knowing and you got to have a plan. Yeah. Yeah. Have sure. a plan. Like you need to understand why you may be feeling the way you are. And then have a plan, like, how can I get out of this? Because you can't just stay in that spot. You can't stay in that mindset, you know? Um, and, and having these, you know, like, no, can I just go out and to go for a five mile run to clear my head in the middle of the day? <laughs> no, I can't. I mean, I, you know, I'd probably get fired if I did that. Um, but like having these, 
what am, what's the word I'm looking for? Like Maybe strategy, that's why we, you know, you want a strategy. strategy. There you go. You know, so something, something I, I, I totally get that. And I think, I think you're right. This idea of like, we have to be aware uh, of what triggers us and, and, yes. and what gets us in certain states. And then we have to be able to, to, to recognize that it's okay to, it, we're, in no way am I saying like, it's not, you like, don't ever get angry. Don't ever get upset. Right. right? As, as a leader, don't ever show your emotion. I, I'm, don't be a robot, but at the same time, we have to understand that like how we outwardly, you know, act on our emotions, what, what we, what we do to others around us has a giant impact in a building. Right. Right. I mean, we can let people know that we're frustrated and we're angry about something or we're bothered by something, but that doesn't mean that we then attack or we then, you know, lash out or, or, or whatever it is. But I think, one of the things as a, as a school leader that you have to, you have to like model what it means to deal with those frustrating situations, right? Like we've got, we've got some brand new teachers on our campus. We, we had to hire a new kindergarten teacher, a new first grade teacher, and we have a handful of student teachers this year. Right. And it comes down to when we have meetings and tough meetings are going to happen with parents right. or with, you know, with other staff members. And we have to model what it's like to handle those, right? Like we had a parent come in very upset this week, you know, a very long phone conversation, a very upset in-person thing. And how do you handle that? How do you model that for your staff members, right? We had staff members. My principal was there. We had the, you know, the, the teacher was there as well. And how does she model you know, how to handle those stressful situations, how to manage her emotions and how to read the emotions of the people around you. And I think that's the other part of this, that as a classroom teacher, being able to be aware of the emotions of your students in their classroom, being able to have an understanding of what that's like and being able to sort of detect or understand where your students are at. Right. Right. And, oh, you, yeah. mentioned, and you, you mentioned like you, you mentioned the zones of regulation. We do that on our campus where we ask kids like, Hey, how are you feeling today? Right. Like what zone are you in? And, and really that becomes a shorthand for when I see a student who is upset in the cafeteria or at the playground, I can go like, okay, where are you at? Right. What right. zone are you in? So I can know, are they angry? Are they sad? What is it? What right. emo- so that gives them a tool to, to sort of say it out loud, right. To express what it's feeling. And then we can work through what that is. Um, but really having that social awareness, right. Understanding the emotions of your kid in your class. So when you see a kid with their head down, you're not automatically going, Oh, they're tired. They don't care. They're you know, right. Like, right. They're disengaged because, you know, they don't think school is important or whatever it is. Right. Like we can jump to those. And I think we talked about this before on another episode, like right now, everybody is like an exposed nerve. It feels like, right. And right. So yeah. We are taking that student's head down and putting it on us personally. Like it's an, right. a pers- it's a personal affront to me as opposed to trying to recognize what that student's going through and what can I do to and, support that student? You know? And that's, and that's the thing that I was going to say, like, a couple things. I mean, you said in my social worker, she I've, I've seen her talk when she talks to classes. It's okay to be in the red zone, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's, there's nothing wrong with it. I think sometimes kids think like, oh, cause I'm angry. No, it's okay. But 
And I say this on our morning announcements, knowing, you know, and I'm very honest with our kids. There's times there was a day I said, I am in the red zone today, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to do everything I can to get out of it. And it's cool because during the day, kids were like, are you still in the red zone, Mr. Earnshaw? And I'm like, no, you know, I'm, I'm getting out of there. I'm, you know, in the, in the yeah. yellow now. And, but um, it's, we need to, we need to first understand ourselves. Yeah. And I've realized all this reflection and things I've been doing this year to understand myself and, and my emotions and my states and all that and my strategies has made me more aware of the staff and students. And like you said, when we talked about this, yeah, a couple episodes ago, it, we, we can't take everything personal, like because that kid has his head down and is disengaged in, in your lesson that you thought was going to be like the greatest thing ever. It has nothing to do with you. Yeah. It might not. Right. (laughs) It it might not, it could, but it might not have anything to do with you. Like, you know, we had a student the other day who came in and before the day was even started, like at breakfast, there was all these, you know, choices happening. Right. And when we bring them in and we're talking to him, you know, it's like, it's like, well, here, you know, we're always like, well, what happened this morning? How was your morning? You know, what what happened last night? And then once they start to tell you, it's like, yeah, it had nothing to do with this other kid or this adult. Right, right. These are all just these, we got to remember like, these are, these are kids. Right. And they're still learning right every life i mean they are kids and guess what kids have kid emotions and kids have behaviors that are age appropriate for for young young beings learning how to regulate emotions and so that becomes part of like our role as educators and i know sometimes like you have teachers go like why you know that's not my job my job is to you know, I'm, I'm here to teach math or whatever it is. Right. right. You, your, your job isn't to teach math. Your job is to help kids like learn math. And that might mean, that might mean you have to do a little emotional regulation with kids. That might mean yeah. you have to learn how to interact and build those relationships with students. So they feel comfortable in your classroom. So when they're having right. that bad day, you recognize that you help them find those tools to, to, you know, um, work through those emotions and then be successful. Right. Well, you know, you know, what's interesting, Josh, and I've thought about this. So emotional intelligence social emotional learning these things are nothing new because of the pandemic no. these have been around for you know people their buzzwords in education well they've been around for quite some time now and it's interesting to think like you know like i'm a big believer everything always happens for a reason you know mm-hmm. karma things like that you know these things came out emotional intelligence sel what what if it was trying to the world the universe you know not a, i'm not a very religious guy so it's like the universe right it's my this is my uh my my yogi hippie sense coming out right um what what if it was like trying to prepare all of us yeah for this now like hey be ready because we're not just telling you you need to build relationships and know your kids and put their well-being first before you get to everything else. Was that was it Bloom before Maslow or yeah, uh, Ma- you know, yeah Maslow, Maslow before Bloom? Yeah. Um, but like 
to get through what we're going through now, because like we said, everyone, everyone's like got this heightened, everything's attacking me, this personal thing, but uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, I I think you're, you're right. I, I mean, like we have to, we have to like understand, and this becomes the juggling game, right? We have to be able to understand our own emotions, manage our, you know, work through our emotions, be aware of those around us and help, build relationships where student where, where students feel that they can be vulnerable, that they can share that, where they can work through that in a classroom with you. Right. And, and that comes down to as both leaders, if you're a school leader or if you're a classroom leader as an educator in a classroom, or you're, like I said, you're the cafeteria worker or you're the bus driver or whatever it is, like you have a role to play to build relationships with kids. So kids can be, you, you're creating that psychological safety which, which right. allows folks to like be able to share their emotions, share their feelings, feel safe enough to be honest about where they're at. And so that really does, you, you nailed it earlier. Like we have to be aware of ourselves first and we have to, be able to understand ourselves. Then we can help. Then, then we can create an environment where other people, and we have right. to be willing to say, I'm in the red zone today. I'm in the blue zone today um, or however you're doing that or however you're sharing that. I was reading an article and um, it said like one of the best questions you can ask as a leader is like, Hey, how are you feeling? Yeah. Right now I will tell you that as a, as a teacher or someone who's in meetings, I don't always love starting the starting the meeting with, all right, everybody share how you're feeling today. Like that, that can, <laughs> right. that can feel forced at times when you do it every time. But I think when we talk about, when we give people the space to say, you know what, uh, I don't know that I'm in the right place to have the best conversation about this, or right. I'm, I'm feeling frustrated about this. When we give people the safety, we give people the the, the room and the space to do that, we're going to be far more productive. Right? Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and um, we, and the, our students need to see, like, I've had teachers, we have, we have some staff that have no problem saying, can you come watch my class? I just need, yeah, you know, yeah. I need, I need to just leave this spot. But then we have some staff who aren't as comfortable asking that. And with me being able to spot them and understand like myself, now I can see it. being able for me to go and like, Hey, why don't you go run to the bathroom, get some water. Like it's the, and I think the kids need to, our, our students need to see us too. Like you can't right. just, fight through these things. Right. We, we were working with a student yesterday. There was a little bit of a scuffle and, and uh, on the playground, we were working with a student and we essentially told him like, when you start to feel that, when you start to feel that you're getting your emotion, you're, you're getting a little too angry um, about whatever's going on. Just, we're going to give you, we're going to let you know right now, leave the playground, come to the office. Right. And like we talked to the ladies in the front office right there and we said, this is so and so we want you to know right now that if if they come in and they go in the little office here, they put their head down. Just let us know he's there. Just let him just let him be. Um, We're working with him on being able to sort of like self-regulate. Right. And then, um, yeah, exactly. And, and, and I, I told them, I, I said, you know what? I'm in the cafeteria for cafeteria duty during your during your recess. If you get frustrated or you want to talk, just walk in, look at me and we'll go talk. That's all right. it takes. I'm not I'm not going to be upset at you for leaving the playground. I'm not going to be mad at you because you're frustrated. Like, that's not that's not what I want. I want to give you a space that you can cool down, 
that you are taking the right steps to not escalate and, and, and get, you know, so heated and so upset that you're going to make a, like make a bad decision on the playground. Right. Right. So I'd rather you leave the playground and come find me than get into something on the playground. Right. Well, that's, yeah, we, we, we've got so many kids who they have their break cards, you know, and yeah, there, there's gotta be parameters. Cause like you said, the, the kid just can't leave because that's not teaching them anything. That's just teaching them. Hey, just run from the situation, but right. like with these break cards and, you know, every, not every kid has the same criteria. You know, we have some kids who have five break cards a day. Some only need one a day and, and some don't have any obviously, but you know, it's helping them to know yeah, it's okay to feel this way, Yeah, but let's figure out why you do and what can you do in the future? Right. The next time this comes up, you know, Yes, you made the right choice for leaving and coming here and cooling down. But what can we do? Because especially with with some of my kids who are getting closer, you know, third, fourth, fifth grade. Um, I mean, in kindergarten, first and second as well. But like letting them know, like throughout life, you're not always going to be able. Right. To you- just hey, I need to step away. Like you won't always be able to. So what we need now Right. Before to learn how you can, uh, why can't I think of any words? A cope. Yeah. Like, I mean, our, yeah, our counselors, we have two counselors on campus and there were, they, they run small groups with kids and they work with kids on. So our students that we see have these, right. If you're a teacher, you can recommend a student for group. You can, right. as an administrator, as a, as a leader on campus, we can recommend students for groups so that they can learn. They do scenario play and they talk about managing emotions and, and, and things like that and understanding their emotions and understanding the steps and giving them tools to not just have to walk away. I mean, at, at, when we're first dealing with this, this, that might be the right way to do it. But, but we were telling the student, like, you know, let's talk about what's going on and what can we do to help that change that we right. can help you, you know, sort of regulate what that looks like. All right. We could keep going and going and going. I know we could, because you know what, at heart, every hardcore punk kid is a little emo. We're all oh, yeah. a little emo. That's oh, yeah. why we, that's why we sought out the family of punk rock. Uh, so um, Mike, it's punk rock classrooms podcast. It wouldn't be if we didn't talk about what we're listening to. So my friend, what have you been jamming out to man? You know, touche more. I put out those two songs. The covers. two covers. Yeah. Like now I'm a, I, I, I'm hoping they put out an entire album. I don't know, but these two covers, you know, well, they covered a stroke song and then they covered, um, the Weezer. Yeah, no, they, not no Weezer. guided by voices. Guided by voices. That's just right. Take, well, Taking that, back Sunday did Weezer. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, so I, I was, I, I haven't had a lot of time to sit down and listen to full albums. So those like listening to those two little songs, like yeah. my commute to my five minute commute to work. It's, uh, really digging them, you know, and, yeah, and that's all I got. Touche, right, Maury. No, look, I just I broke out that album from last year again this week. So did I. And I was it's such a it's, a, it's such a good record. I didn't give it enough listen last year, but I saw him at Furnace Fest and I was like, okay, I got to listen to this record again, and it, cool. it's it's great. And so, that track with the dude from uh, Manchester Orchestra. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh my God, it's so good. Yeah. So I've been listening to uh, so another a band I saw at Furnace Fest, CU Space Cowboy. 
Uh, they have a record coming out in November. They've got an old record, but they've been releasing some singles from the new album. So they got three or four tracks out right now. There's, it's just good sort of like a metal new, like, uh, I don't know, melodic metal core. I don't know how to like, you know, there's a million ways to put it, but really good stuff. They've got a really good message. The band is, is, is really great. It was good to see them live. They're, they're going to be in Arizona and it's all oh, like, nice. I'm like, Oh man, do I, do I try to snag a spot to go see them? They're playing a basement show. Um, but they were really good and, and really like just good technical metal Corey stuff. And, and yeah. so, uh, so see you space cowboy. It's all one word because that's what you do when you're a metal core band oh, is, uh, make it, make it all one word. Uh, so go check them out. Uh, go check out that touche amore, uh, the record from last year to lament. Oh, so oh, good. So um, good. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Remember that you can find us on Twitter and on Instagram at the same handles at punk classrooms for the show at Mike R Earnshaw for Mike and at Josh R Buckley for me. You can find all of, you can find episodes, show notes, blogs, guest blogs, poetry, uh, the merch table. We've got two new shirt designs. You can check out what we believe. Uh, and then the, the erase, the eraser repeater shirt. You can find those, uh, on the website as well, punkrockclassrooms.com. Uh, if you're if you're listening to the show on on Spotify, give us a follow so you know when those episodes come out. If you're listening to us on on Apple Podcasts, uh, you know, subscribe to the podcast, give us a rating, let the world know what you think about us. Uh, you know, give us a little review and um, all that good stuff. You know, that's right. All right, so. Check your, you know, check in with yourself. Get a little emo every once in a while. See how your, see how your crew's doing. See how the the students in your classroom are doing. It's okay to be emo. It's okay. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. All right, all emo. That's right. That's right. All right, everybody. <laughs> uh, always good, Mike, and I'll see you at the at show. The show. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and a podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We'll see you on the next episode.